a Shishkin Productions podcast. This is like if you're looking at a crab leg and the crab leg ain't got shit in it, and then you're like, oh, there's one little piece one of crab. One little piece mm, of meat. One little piece of crab meat. That's the crab meat of the episode. Here it is. What was it we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome to another episode of This Is A Real Podcast. We're here. We're here. We did it. It's we're, December. We did it, Joe. We did it. Uh, and we're all wrapped up, apparently. Can you believe that it's already fucking December? Uh, you know. It's unbelievable. Uh, kind of. Like, unbelievable. We, 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 unbelievable. We just oh. went to... Uh, <laughs> we went to lunch with our, our friend, Ryan Mann. Uh, he's a the produ- legend. Uh, he's a producer we've worked with a lot, uh, like on... Uh, for the flip and good looking out and him and i he, met on open late yeah. back in the day mm-hmm. with peter rosenberg and my idol my radio idol peter if you're hearing this you shout out i didn't know that uh, he's not really but oh. he's, he's he's inspiring i didn't know who he was until open late but then he's a really nice guy so and he's well, a great radio person so well anyway we were we were talking to brian about like a couple of projects that we had worked on this year and like he he came through to see the studio the new place for the first time mm-hmm. we moved in here in june and it's like damn we haven't seen you since that long and we were trying to figure out when the last time we had worked with them was and it was like march yeah so, it was like march or april but i thought i think it was like even like may I don't know. Was there not a flip? There was the flip after Good Looking Out. But it was just February and March, I'm pretty sure. And uh. like, because there was a while where he was um, he was in Florida, so I w- he wasn't actually coming in for the last few episodes. I was just doing them on my own and knocking them out. Yeah. So, you know, we were just talking talking about the, the projects, and it was like, damn, that was already like eight months ago, ten months ago since we've, we've worked together. This it is kind just- of nuts. He goes, because we were walking around, and he goes, so when did you guys move in that space? Like a couple weeks ago? Yep. And I was like... Uh, no, like six months ago, but that, so that, that's how shitty the office looks right now is that it looks like we just <laughs> moved in. There's like wood everywhere, cardboard, like nothing is cleaned up. We have a hell of a week ahead of us. We do. Cause it, we really need to clean this shit up. We have to actually make it look presentable. I've been talking about making my, my little corner of the office nice and pretty with plants forever. And like, I have some plants there. I have a pair of shoes randomly on a shelf and I just haven't. God, it's never been a priority. I'm always like, ah, oh, I've got shit to do. I think Monday is going to be that day. I think we're going to set. Well, mon- <laughs> I mean, today, right now, <laughs> is that day. Yeah. Um, d- uh, we're going to have to set David up with that uh, soccer project, and we're just going to have to Clean fucking and- like literally do a bunch of cleaning and rearranging and throwing things away or whatever. Yep, and some random stuff like uh, Will's going to help us finish this table yeah we got to build a new table and just just to make just to fill the space out because there's we've had a few different solutions for for the entrance like right when you walk in and we just kind of keep nothing totally fits right like we just want to do something more with this space yeah and just because right now that it's like it's almost like a hallway type thing but it's a little bit too wide to be like a hallway so there's like Mm -hmm. a bunch of extra space on this side so we got coat hanger we got a bench we got a little thing we're adding a table you know yeah i mean it's you guys just gotta come just come on by you know and there's there's a perfect opportunity to come by yes this week in fact this friday on friday yep december 10th Mm -hmm. 7 p.m to 8 30 this is actually an open invite right now for listeners of the sizzle reel if you email sizzle reel gang at gmail.com and say i want to come to the open house slash after party with an open bar yeah that's four minutes away yeah at an incredible cocktail bar yeah uh just send an email says gang at gmail.com hey guys 
long time listener, first time emailer. I want to go to the party or whatever. Yeah, we'll put your name on the list. Uh, with the plus one. With the plus one. Even a plus two if you want. Look, if you have a whole crew of people who are in production, bring them all. And if you're not in production, you just want to come by yourself, then you don't get a plus one, but you can still come. You can still come because you're you're a listener to the, to the sizzle. Speaking of the email, before we get really into it, where can people find us? Oh, man, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Sizzle Real Gang. You can find us on Patreon. You can yes. give us $5 a month. Uh, you get to be part of part the of Discord, the crew, the, the Discord. Discord. I mean, the, there's a the, lot of stuff going the on. The monthly there. happy hours that right. might take place at this this open at house. this weird weird wandering and, bar thing. Exactly, that's where it wanders around. It's it's a thing. Patreon.com/slash/shishkinproductions. Yep. That's also what we are on TikTok. That's mm-hmm. where you can get your edit tips and most importantly. 332-333-4361. That is the sizzle real cold line. Colin, every time we do that shit, I'm just like, yo, one step closer to morning DJ. It's like all I can ever think of every single fucking time. It's a zoo in here. It's a problem in here. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of in here, we should let everyone know this is the first episode of December. Technically, this month, We've locked in our official contract uh, to rename this studio. So we are no longer recording at the Shishkin Productions studio. Oh, yeah. We are recording, coming to you from the Crypto.com podcast studio at Shishkin Productions. It's really exciting. That's uh, right. I can't believe we got this naming rights deal done. It's fucking sick. Dude. You know, for, first they, they they buy up this stadium out. out Staples Center. The Staples Center. We did it. FKA Staples Center. And FKA Twigs. And now we're over here at the Crypto.com podcast studio at Shishkin Productions. It's pretty lit. We were, uh, you know, we a little behind the scenes. We were really leveraging FTX and Gemini. Yep. We kept telling them, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that's right. And we actually, this is good because it's been a long time coming. Back in the day, we were a one signature away, I think, from having the Mount Gox uh, <laughs> And uh, luckily, we didn't do that. Oh, uh, yeah. Whole, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole company would have gone gotten swiped r.i.p r.i.p mount Gox. um that's some deep that's a some deep cut type yeah, shit that's not some if you if you shit. if you stuck with us through that then uh we apologize um look this week it is you know kind of getting to the end of the year and last week the spotify wrapped dropped it did yeah it was it was on fleek it understood the assignment <laughs> the whole time and uh here we are <laughs> Yeah, it was lit, fam. It was, uh, I, I can't even think of anything else. I, uh, I blocked it, was, it out of my mind. I was totally standing for that, sis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, fucking, yeah, that was, it was, it was very cringeworthy. The entire thing was like, stop yammering at me. Stop writing stupid shit. Just show me the fucking stats. It kind of felt like millennials trying to talk to, to Gen, Gen Z. Z. That's literally what it was. It, yeah. was. it was really weird. But a lot of what they were saying, like, are straight up millennial terms, like, on fleek. That was that was, that was popular eight years was ago. Shit. Yeah, like... I was surprised they even said that. Did they say that? I don't know. I might be making it up. They might have said that shit, bro. Like, the point is, it was all, like, unnecessary. To be fair, they didn't understand the fucking assignment. Because <laughs> the assignment was like, give, give us me, our stats. Yeah, just give me the info. Just give me the fucking stats. And instead, they tried to, like, you know, Th- They turned it out. into, like, an Instagram story. It was like that fucking old Steve Buscemi meme. You know, like that. Oh, Hello, what is up, fellow kids? Or whatever, yeah. Um, but either way, Spotify got wrapped. Um, and they made a bunch of uh, crazy genres. Chris, I think you had one on there. 
Oh yeah, indie poptimism indie, was my number indie, five. Indie poptimism. There was one in my in my Twitter in my Twitter metaverse going around that was a uh, bubble grunge. Apparently. Bubble grunge. Someone and then some. Is that like happy grunge or I like don't know, poppy grunge? Someone was like, uh, I think Spotify's bubble grunge just means women who play rock music, and I was like, Oh wow, yeah, the pro- probably that is what they were trying to do. It's, yeah, I don't know, man. Genres are dumb as fuck and part of it is like I understand they're saying like they're like making up these crazy genres because genres don't really yeah. mean anything. I mean if someone asks me what kind of music I listen to I say like indie, indie rock, indie pop, whatever but that that is like so many different kinds of music like yeah. indie indie has a, a thousand subgenres within it. I usually just say um I can find something to like about all kinds of music, but I tend to lean towards guitar music. Okay. And then and then I'll name a couple bands and that's it. That's usually where I stop. Cuz it's like it's like what kind of, if someone says what kind of music you listen to, that is just a crazy question. It's wild. It's unanswerable unless you look at your 2021 Spotify rap. Exactly. Um but Spotify also apparently apparently is doing a wrapped for podcasters as well. And so I'm right here on the Sizzle Reel page. I haven't seen this. And I'm about to live unveil our 2021 podcaster wrapped. So I'm clicking the let's go button. Um, and now I am sharing the wrong tab. Yeah, I was about to say so, nothing's happening. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and uh, vamp for a second while I'm trying to do this. But Chris, why don't you tell people a little bit more about your Spotify wrapped? Oh, about my Spotify wrapped? Oh, there's there's really not a whole lot interesting. I guess the number three band that I listened to this year was the New Pornographers, and we just saw them on, on this right. past Friday. Yep. It was nice. I hadn't seen them in like 12 years. I don't think I've ever seen them, so that was my first time. So it was very cool. I saw them once in 2009 at Freebird in Jacksonville, Florida, and they were like, this is our first time to Jacksonville. And I was like, I bet it's your last time too. Um, all right, so this thing is is ready to go. It's saying, we made it through another wild year. Let's look back at how you made it great for your fans, which I don't think we did. Um, but here we go, the Sizzle Reel 2021 wrapped. First up, we've got some crazy animation. Love the animation. That says, I had, we had a lot of firsts this year. And um, I agree, we did have a lot of firsts. First first? It says on January 4th, you released your first episode of the year. Oh. Little did we know that two days later. The Capitol would be under attack. Oh, God. What was the name of that episode? Uh, New Year's Four- Re- New Year's 4K Resolutions with our pal, Alan. There we go. We also made some new friends. We got our first streams in three new countries, including the United Kingdom. That's probably Alan. Singapore <laughs> and Canada. Singapore? Who was who our Singapore I feel listener? like maybe Tanner Lifestyle was out in Singapore. Oh, that's true. That yeah, makes so sense. He might have been listening to that. What, what happened to... Didn't we have a South African listener? Oh, we did. We had one South African Damn. mystery listener who never called in. Oh, it says it says us and our fans had a moment, which uh, I, I, I doubt. But it says five fans listen to you more than any other podcast. So whoever the five of you out there are who are putting yourself through this shit, y- it's okay. Like, go to uh, betterhelp.com. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin and Joe Nana and uh, uh, who else listens? Ben, maybe? Ben, ben probably listens. Maybe. Didn't Tyler say he, he downloaded Tyler, Tyler, Oh, uh, Tyler Ross. And I think Tyler Bertram actually yeah, also listens. So we got two Tyler fans. Um, But yeah, those are the people who listen. It says, we're not sure what they play in outer space, but here's how your fans around the globe listen to you. Like, I just want to know who, who wrote these. Like, yeah. Could, who wrote who wrote this? And shit? also, you know they they probably play us in outer space. Let's be real. Fifty two percent of your fans listen to you between eleven a.m. and five p.m. So people are trying to, you know, they're bored at work. 
They're listening to it's us. It's like I guess. half your fans listen during a, a large chunk of the day. But let's be fair, fifty-two percent. But it said we have five fans. So <laughs> no, no, no. That it said that we have five fans who listen to us more than any other podcast. Okay, so twenty people, maybe, maybe ten of them listen during the day. Um, we released uh two thousand three hundred and sixty-nine minutes of content nice. across forty-three episodes. It's about forty hours. Yeah, I mean, it's one a week. Yeah, kind of makes sense. Um, and. I think that's really it. Uh, th- that's It's not really as in-depth as the music ones, but that's because they haven't figured out how to put genres behind podcasts. Yet. So far, 43 you know I mean? episodes, nine countries. And that was that's this season. Yeah, today's episode 44 of this year. And hopefully... Wait, how is that? I don't know. I'm not sure. I that don't sounds think, wrong. I don't think this is accurate. This can't be right. Um, they must have They must have done this like a month ago. You know what the craziest part is? Right before this episode, we were like, uh, okay, we came up with the rundown and we still have not even touched on the first topic. Oh, thank God. We jumped on the Spotify wrapped thing. Um, enough Spotify wrapped. <clears throat> Let's talk about another big uh, tech company that is always taking everything over. Apple. Apple. Oh, my God. Apple. Chris, you got a MacBook. I have a MacBook. So I have a, I think it's a 2018, a mid 2018, uh, 15-inch, uh, whatever. But I, you, I, you got a new MacBook. Yeah. So the issue I'm having with my current MacBook, one, you know, it's about that time, but two, it, it's the touch bar one. And, you know, a month after I get out of my, my Apple Apple warranty, Plus warranty, yeah, my three-year, $500 warranty. Uh, it starts acting up and like it just blinks all the time, flashes randomly, it just disappears. So like I just have to guess where the volume buttons are. It's really frustrating for a $4,000 computer to not work. But I decided it's time to buy one of the new M1 Max, whatever, M1 Pros, 16-inch, yep. whatever the, the, the nicest one I the could get. The ones that looked really good. Yeah, yeah. They, they look awesome. Uh, our friend Matt King... Got a 14 inch and he, he showed it to us when he visited a couple weeks ago. It like the body looks really nice. It, it's it looks like a, a good computer. It was like the first laptop he'd bought in like 10 years. So he was so excited by it. It seemed like, yeah, he, he was like, oh, I can edit faster on this and you can on that iMac. I was like, I, I really don't think so. He, he was fanboying hard and like he knew that I, I am interested in this kind of stuff. So he like immediately wanted to talk to me about it. Like as soon as he got in. Classic, <laughs> yeah. classic. But uh, yeah, it's it's. You it know, should be coming soon, right? S- supply chain, bro. Oh, supply chain. Supply chain. Yeah, the supply chain's got me fucked up. So I ordered it maybe two weeks ago, and it will not ship until sometime between January fifteenth and February third, which is my birthday. Uh, so you're not. It it might ship one of those February days. That means you might not even get it until like the second week of February. I mean, you probably will get it. I, I'm sure it'll, I'm, I'm sure it, once it ships, it's shipping like right out of here or something. True. I, I guess maybe they, they do a lot of shipping out of Dallas. I think that's where their, their uh, repair headquarters is. Every yeah. time I've shipped it, it's out to there. But that damn supply chain, that damn supply chain's fucking everything up because I really wanted this and we'll touch on this later, but I really wanted to have the new laptop for a trip that we might be going on uh, the first week of January, a, a work thing, a work thing. And could, I won't, well, let's, let's, let's spill it right here. We might be working CES this year. Mm-hmm. CES if, is back. If, if, I mean, whatever. We'll this see is, about the Omicron. Yeah, this is, that's not anything that anyone has said. That's just in the back of my mind. Cause it's like, it's happened the, before. Yeah. Like the last time we were supposed to go the CES was the last job I did before COVID. Yep. Yep. That was the last time I traveled and for work was CES. Mobile World Congress was a little bit later that month, and, and it got, got, canceled. got canceled. Same thing with Tree Fort got preemptively canceled. Yeah, so we, I'm not a... Yeah. I don't want to 
put any eggs in a basket, so to speak. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, we might be doing this, but I'm going to be doing it with my old laptop that blinks at me like a freaking right. maniac. And I'll be doing it with this laptop right here as well because yeah. of the supply with, chain. Yeah. So, and Alexi and I have the same laptop, but I think his touch bar still works. Here's the thing, though. With the 16-inch MacBook Pro, the new one, mm-hmm. the same one that I was going to order, the one that you ordered, mm-hmm. apparently it's having problems. People are reporting that when you shut the computer down, it won't charge which that's like it's kind of a big deal. That's a huge deal. If you shut the computer down and f- then it dies, <laughs> how are you going to turn it back on? That's like that's completely <laughs> unacceptable for for this brand new product that you know. And they hadn't released a new MacBook Pro like a proper one, like a, a workstation one in four years at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, you've had all this time and you, you didn't even get it right. Yeah, I mean that's. That's a big thing because those are hardware issues. You know what I mean? That's not a software thing. So uh, it's it's especially stupid because so Apple support staff are investigating and say that Apple is aware of the issue. Apple support recommends that users one charge the MacBook Pro while in sleep mode Two charge a MacBook Pro with the lid open three attach the MagSafe cable before shutting down the MacBook Pro. So either don't turn your computer off ever and just do it in sleep mode, which honestly, that's what I do. But some people want to turn the computer off. Charge it with the with the computer open. That's crazy. And the cable that they specifically made that's easy to take in and out. Yeah, the MagSafe that they brought saying, back. Plug it in, then turn the computer off, and don't unplug it. Yeah, that's it's like, well, that, 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 what were you guys thinking? Yeah, it's like no. The solution, the onus isn't on the user to to figure out a workaround. It's yeah. it's on Apple to fix this issue. Like they they like people need to be able to bring it in and swap it free of charge right there. And so here's another thing that they're running into is that apparently the ex, if you're using it with an external monitor, uh, the monitors are not waking from sleep correctly. So if you have the um, computer, your your laptop closed but connected to a monitor because you want to use that as your main screen and you're using a keyboard and a mouse outside of the laptop. When you try to wake it up, it just won't wake up. So you have to like open the laptop back up, wake it up, reconnect the monitor, then close it and then go back into it. It's like, again, I know that that may, might sound like a first world problem or whatever, but it, if you know, I mean, it is it is a first world problem, but I live in the first world and it's yeah. my problem. Like, And that- also, again, like I think you were saying, like if they if you're paying that much money for this shit, it should work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's actually that second one is a a pretty big deal for my workflow. And it's part of the reason that I bought that specific laptop at all is because my, my desktop at home is starting to get a little long in the tooth. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just time for an upgrade, but right now supply chain, uh, all all graphics cards, like the one that I want, is literally like three thousand dollars right now because of just price gouging because it's yeah not available. yeah well yeah well the, there's been a chip shortage and that probably you know that's go, dating back a couple of years now and uh that probably won't get resolved until 2023 at least so for the last few years graphics cards have been insane Pr- prices are like 2x what they should be and they're already expensive to begin with so i was like all right well i'll just get this laptop because i already have the the monitor at home my workstation's kind of set up and i can just plug my laptop in right. and it should be you know equivalent to what i have now at least like i can edit on it it's going to be fine but if 
But now if you're going to have to, like, every time unplug it, open up the thing, make it, yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, time is money. Means, and well, it just means every single time. It's also just inconvenient. It's like it every single time. Mood. Every single time you want to use your computer, you have to, like, do some crazy work around exactly. it. Exactly. I'm already, I'm already pissed off when I'm editing most of the time. Don't yeah, piss me off more. That's right. Um, I think the supply chain is, uh, this is like a unfounded conspiracy theory, but the supply chain is just a uh, an excuse that's being used because these companies don't want to pay people correct wages. Yeah. So instead they're just like let's just cut the su- cut the supply of this stuff and just say it's a supply chain thing and just whatever just kind of work with our current you know our in our current structure. That that's a completely unfounded take. But I mean it's probably you know, true. What if we look back like 60 years from now, and we're like, yeah, remember when they were lying to us about that supply chain? Uh, who knows? Um, we're going to go to C. Well, I maybe. We'll maybe. be at CES. At least, edit, at least one of us might be. One of us might not be. Editing stuff off these fucking laptops. I'm actually really excited for it. I'm not excited for the new COVID variant, but... Hmm. Um, I just got boosted. If CES goes as planned, it will be fun to just get back out to a place and, like, you know... I mean, I, I don't know how they're again. I don't know how they're doing it, but I feel like if as long as CES is verifying vaccination status for for everyone, I I know there's breakthroughs, but yeah, I mean ultimately it's probably going to be a fairly safe event. Hopefully they would encourage masks. I don't know if they, they would. better encourage masks. You better have yeah. to be masked up and vaxxed to be in that shit. It's weird because like I mean it's a tech conference, so everyone's probably like everyone probably understands the severity of I think the so. issue. You know and, I mean? and it's a pretty international event as well. So I think people will be mindful and respectful of that. But I, when I was in Vegas in August, there was no, no masks, no one wore masks. Yes. Right. No, no, that's, like that, that's, that's my concern is that no one actually is going to be wearing them unless they're in the event. Yeah. But outside of the event, no one's going to be wearing them. So it's like, what are we even do? like? I don't know. I'm, 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 it's, it's I'm super, I'm keen on going and I want to go and yeah. I'm super excited. I'm not keen on th- on the uh, possibility of it being like an event that could be like a whatever super spreader type event during like while we don't know much about the yeah uh, the variant or whatever. So I, th- I think super spreader events at this point like aren't everything's a every event yeah i mean i've i've been to two hockey games in the past month like those would have both been super spreaders you know they had, there were there were thirty thousand people at both of those games yeah, like that's good it's at this point it's done it's done just like go out and do it i don't think the vac the vaccines are here if you want to stay safe you can get one or you can mask up and you can not go to these events if you're worried about it but i really hope that it doesn't get canceled i don't think yeah. it should be at this point yeah all the solutions are there yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll have to see what happens. Hopefully, we find out more this week. Um, that same week, we have another job actually. Yes, that we just we just confirmed today, or Correct. three days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a. Uh, it's more like corporate video stuff, which is perfect. That's exactly what I love to do. I prefer to do uh, corporate stuff instead of uh, you know creative stuff. Creative stuff's fun, but it's, corporate stuff is you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because like I, I say, we try to do a balance of maybe like 50 50 or maybe 60 40 corporate versus creative because we are creative people and it's not fun to only do corporate video yes it pays the bills yes it's you know to like what you're expecting but sometimes you want to flex your creative muscles that's right um Um, the thing with the creative stuff though is uh it can sometimes be 
very um, not that like emotions or feelings or anything get involved, but it can be there's not a right answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. with with corporate stuff, it's more like there is a right answer. There is a thing that we are accomplishing here. Yeah, we need to do it. Whereas with creative stuff, you know, some people think that one thing is better. Some people think that the other thing is better. And it's just like there I like having a, you know, a, a concrete starting and ending point and a, a place where you start and a, a final product that you get to right. where everyone's pulling in the same direction on that journey. Exactly. Know? So like th- this, well, at least one of these projects that we're doing, it it's going to start out with a script. And like that is like already, which yeah. is insanity. But the fact that we're stoked that there's a script is crazy. Like we're like, yes, a paper edit. Holy shit. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, just hearing paper edit makes us want to take on the project more because yeah. in our heads, it's like this is going to be so much easier because we know exactly. We'll have a roadmap. Yeah. It's just so much like it just makes sense because I mean, for example, some of the sizzles we've been doing over the last month, uh, none of them come with a script. They literally just dump three terabytes of footage on us. They'll pick yeah. out they'll go through some episodes that have already been edited and, you know, give us a couple moments to start with. But they yeah. ne- they don't say include this. They don't say start here. They just say it's like, they say it's here and then we do something it, with it's it. It's like the equivalent of like if we ha- got a car and then the, the they were like, meet us at this address in Buffalo. And then we were like, OK, uh, well, I'm pretty sure like I could get to Buffalo without a map because there's enough signs on the road. Yeah. That'll, like I know it's up and then to the left. So like I could I could get there without a map. Yeah. But if I had a map, I'll get there a lot faster. Exactly. You know what I'm saying exactly. I, I, it'll take me like, you know, whatever, one day of driving rather than like three days of driving to get to Buffalo. Yeah. it's uh, They're not going to call us and be like, hey, where are you at? And you're like, oh, I'm getting a I'm, I'm getting a garbage plate right now. And they're yeah. like, wait, no, that's Rochester. That's Rochester. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. OK, like, I, well, I'm just a fiend for the garbage plates, what, I guess. What can I say? Hook me up with those fucking fried beans drizzled over an onion gravy or whatever the fuck they eat. Sounds I, great. I, still don't, I still don't know what they are. Um, Look, let's do this. We'll. uh We'll take a quick little break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about a few talk things. About. We're gonna talk talk about we're gonna talk about more like design oriented stuff and writing a little bit. Not too much post on this one. Sorry, Ethan Lethal. Sorry, Ethan. Look, we've been doing the show for a while, and Wandering Barman, Wandering Barman, they are one of our premier sponsors. They're a sponsor? Yeah, they're the best. They make the most delicious cocktails and the pre-made. Wait, pre-made cocktails? I can just drink it? I don't have to make a cocktail? That's right, but it gets even better. They just opened their cocktail brasserie here in Brooklyn. That sounds fancy. It's pretty fancy, but it's also mad affordable. Their happy hour from 5 to 7, $5 cocktails. So if you want an old-fashioned, guess how much it is? Uh, $5? If you want a margarita, guess how much it is? Mm, $5. And if you want a Diet Pepsi... I don't think they have those. They don't have those, unfortunately. Aww. But you should check out Wandering Barman's Cocktail Brasserie at 315 Meserol Street in Brooklyn. Go for happy hour, 5 to 7. They're open every day. Wandering Barman, woo! Welcome back, Sizzlers. You know, we were talking about, you know, how we're having this event where you can come out tour our studio this mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're luckily lucky that this week we're touring someone else's studio as well. We are. Uh, we are going to visit the Game Day's new office in uh, Cooper Square. Somewhere, Cooper, yeah, Cooper Square, yeah. or some Astor, Astor, Astor Place. Astor Place, somewhere around there. I don't exactly know. We've never been. But 
Um, yeah, the game day, we started working with them uh, probably around about, about this, this time, time last year, year yeah. right? And so we're finally getting a chance to go tour their studio. I think this is a brand new studio. They've built it out. I'm pretty sure. I don't know too I, much about it. I think it. maybe they're still building some parts of it. I think it's mostly fleshed out. Yeah, we've had to, um, you know, we've we did that Versus series with them and we wrote a bunch of concepts for them. Um, but it's going to be nice to see what they're working with and what their yeah. studio is like because it'll give us an idea maybe of like, okay, these concepts are doable in this yeah. space, right? Yeah, it'll, it'll inform ideas a little bit more. I want to see what kind of studio space they have, like if they have an actual spot where we can do real shoots, like where we can build out a set and do like a game show type thing, or if it's going to be a little bit scaled down. My I, prediction is that it's rooms that are the size of this studio. Okay. If not, maybe maybe there'll be like a couple that are the size of like this in our entire office, but... That's just my prediction. I literally know well, nothing. Here's what I'll say about studio space. I've never been to a studio in New York. Like, I've never been to, like, an actual production studio. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Take it with a grain of salt. I, I don't know what this is going to be, and I'm not, like, speculating at all. I just know that some places, some startups will have uh, a studio, and it'll just be, like, a couple rooms with like a backdrop in them or like a, a room with a wall painted green and that's like the studio and they make things in there. You know what I mean? Sounds familiar so, to something. Right. I mean, yeah. It's, well, that's a great point. I mean, our studio, it's it's very nice and it's cool, but we didn't build it out trying to build like a nice state of the art like yeah, yeah. podcast studio. We, no. we did at first. We looked into the quotes and they were like way too high. Yeah. We were like, we're not going to make that much money back from this literally ever yeah there even was no the, chance even with the amount we paid to build this one which was really cheap there's no way we're gonna make that money back ever, no. you know what i mean so not off podcast at least no no we'll, we'll find that money in other ways this yeah. is just like a fun thing right but i i, I wouldn't say that our setup is diy because it it's a little bit more than that but it's yeah. low budge low budget micro budge um yeah, but no, it's going to be interesting. To me, the most fun part is I don't think you guys have met in person. I right? was just about to say it's going to be cool for me to actually meet these people in person. I, yeah. I've been on like five or six calls with them, you know, 30 minute hour long calls. And we've, we've had, like pitched creative concepts and like gotten really deep into it. But we don't actually know each other. Right. Um. It, yeah. And it would be cool. I mean, you know, to see it and then down the line if we can produce stuff with them or even maybe like some some days like if it's not editing related if there's writing to do if we could just work we can probably work out of there if yeah. we want and I, I love that area of town i just yeah. think it's a cool spot manhattan and commuting to manhattan to work is like the coolest shit when you are able to do it on your own terms yeah if yeah. you have a schedule and you have to be there certain days it kind of sucks yeah but if you can be like yeah cool i'll work out of manhattan next wednesday like then it's cool. It's like something that you kind of think about. You're like, oh, great. I'm going to be spending that entire day in the city. It'll be fun. I, uh, I like it, too, when it's uh, like a project, like a, a week long or a two week long project where I have to go in the city for whatever reason. I can do it for short spurts like that. Yeah. And it's it's cool because each day I'll go to a different place for lunch and, right. you know, I get to be around people that I'm not normally around. Yeah. So I'll I'll take it in as well as much as I can. But I, I wouldn't want to go into the city and do the same job every single day. That would fucking kill me i did it for a little bit and it was uh not great yeah but i also did it when i like there's something to be said about 
the first couple years you live in New York because it's just so different than any other place in the U.S. that you get here and there's just a different amount of energy or at least there's a that i had i sure i'm sure it's this way with most people there's a different amount of energy you have those first few years where you're like what oh i get to get on the train at at 8 30 a.m and squeeze my way into a car and listen to my music and just kind of stand there like this is so romantic like i'm i'm like really doing new york like yeah i'm popping out of this thing oh that train's broken i have to think on the fly and figure out how to get to work and all this shit like but that's that sounds ridiculous, but that's actually how it felt for me, like the first couple years I lived here, you know? I think that's how it is for most people who, who grow up somewhere else and move here. Like the first few times you do anything in New York, you're like, oh, I'm doing this, but I'm doing it in New York. This yeah. is so fucking cool. That's why people like, hate I'm, on New York. I'm paying the, this path to 275 and then I'm paying the subway 275 and like this sucks I'm it's crowded I'm sweating but it's freezing out but it smells like piss but (laughs) but this is so great this is cool I'm in New York dude I'm telling you I think that like that's why people low-key get like get jealous and, and salty about New York is because even like when you first move here like even the shittest things are so fucking dope yeah you know what i mean like you can be i see that shit on tiktok all the time where someone will show off like some random thing that's happening outside of their apartment or like 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 some drunk person being ridiculous or they'll like just show off their apartment and legit the top comments like no never ever is any different the top comments are always oh man yeah, in New York, it, you get a shoebox for like $3,000. Like in that in in Texas, that will buy me a fucking six bedroom house or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, and just anything like, yeah, New York sucks, New York, blah, blah, blah. People hate on it, but that's because they don't, they just don't, they never been. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. New York's the only city where all of the bad shit about it or like all of the inconvenient shit can still be romanticized and, and cool. Like no one's ever like, yeah, man, L.A., hell yeah, sitting in that fucking traffic, baby, I'm in L.A. Like, you know, people don't do that. People aren't like, hell yeah, Jacksonville, everything closes at 8. This is fucking sick. This is what I live for. Like, but in New York, you know, you can be like, damn, I'm 30 minutes late to work and it's snowing outside and it's it's all right because so is everyone else. Everyone else yeah. is 30 minutes late to work because the trains are fucked and like whatever. And yeah. it's a, you're in it together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. I mean, and it's also shit like, oh man, it's two a.m., but I'm still kind of feeling it. Let's go grab another drink. Let's, right. and then it's three thirty, and you're like, man, I'm kind of hungry. Let's just like roll by the deli and get right. like a custom made sandwich right there. You can just get anything anytime. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's the fucking best. And COVID like honestly fucked it up. Yeah, but it's it's weird because I got here right before COVID, so my first two years weren't like that in new york yeah but i also i get over things pretty quickly like yeah and also i mean the city recovered like pretty fucking quick oh yeah and uh you know obviously it's not all that it was before like because before it was like every single place is open till 4 Mm a.m and now it's like a lot of them closed at one or two and that's just kind of lame but a lot of them are still open until four and and i'm sure a lot of those places like went out of business and are never coming back yeah but it's I mean, it's it's a whole thing. But look, we're we're going to go with the game day. It's going to be great. <laughs> I don't even know how the fuck we got off on that. Uh, that's what um, dude. So, OK, so the game day, we write concepts for them a lot. Yeah. And uh, 
Today, I was talking to uh, Chris, not you, Chris, but a different Chris. Cousin Chris, Chris. Cousin Chris from the Group Text podcast. Shout out Group Text. Shout out Group Text. It's on the Shishkin Productions um, Network. You should go give it a follow and a download right now. Go give it a listen. Yeah, the Group Text podcast. Um, me and Chris were talking today because he is trying to come up with a, a... He's working on a project, and it's a script that he's writing. And so I'm kind of you know bouncing ideas with him and kind of giving him like some stepping stones and some guidance onto how to turn his vision into like a script that has legs, you know, that yeah. we can maybe do something with. Um, and we're lucky enough that another friend um, of the company is now working in a capacity where she's going to be able to like, potentially she's going to be able to read new content, new yeah. scripts and green light things, maybe if they're good enough. So we were talking about it and um, I was just a, uh, you know, it's, it's weird to get those writing muscles working again because the type of writing we've been doing has been very like, here's a concept. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to go and write a start. We haven't been writing characters or storylines. We've yeah. been writing like game show archetypes. Ideas. And yeah, like we've been writing like reality TV almost. Exactly. Rather than like, like we've been writing nonfiction TV, mm-hmm. not fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it, it was really interesting, you know, just to go back and to. Like you, you heard me, I was in here on the call, kind of me trying to like give my screenwriting like a acumen, acumen over, you know what I mean? Where I was like, you know, the most important parts about characters are like, what do they want? And like, based on what each character wants is how you can formulate all your storylines, you know, because Mm -hmm. what's driving the motivation for this character, right? Exactly. Just like easy stuff like that. But, uh. You know, hopefully, hopefully that'll be good. I'm, I'm interested to see what he comes up with, you know? Yeah. So, so how's that process going to go? Like he's basically just going to write, write it and you're kind of, I don't want to say punch it up, but you're going to turn it into an actual script. No, in a way. I know. I, I mean, today I, I showed him, I sent him a link to the old cell because, because new cell is like 15 bucks a month and Ugh, it's all cloud, it's all cloud based, Come but, on. but Old Celtex. What was is, the other one we used? Final, final draft. draft. Yeah. Final final well, okay. Uh, final draft we cracked a long time ago and we didn't crack it, someone else cracked it. This and was so, this was two thousand eight. Like right. <laughs> chill out everyone. <laughs> um yeah, everyone. Uh I uh, I um was t- telling about Celtex and now it's like fifteen dollars a month or some shit to because it's cloud based. But yeah. apparently they still have the old versions up where you can go download them off of like CNET or like soft tonic or whatever and um for free for free and um those are the desktop versions and so i I sent him that i was like yo you should download this and just write in cell text so you can at least kind of get the formatting and everything Mm -hmm. correct and i think what he's he's gonna just like go for it at this point we started like kind of a, a small little like show bible where we wrote he wrote i should say not not me he wrote the intro of to like why he's t- trying to tell the story and what the main thought behind it is and what he's trying to base it off of like what previous uh existing concepts okay. that are already out there like what shows right like a blank meets blank type okay of thing. i see i see then he wrote uh breakdowns for every character like who they are what they do how old they are like what they look like what their kind of goals in life are like what they do just anything about them like you know this one says like this person hates their corporate job listens to old school and early 2000s r&b just stuff to like develop who this character is mm-hmm. right um, and then the last thing that I, I kind of started some storylines at the bottom, but the thing I wrote big question, right? What does each character want? And so he's going to fill in, I think 
I told him all any motivation, anything. Mm-hmm. Like it can be tangible, it can be non tangible, it can be non fungible, it can <laughs> be it can be anything. Uh, just write all of that. From there, I think well that that'll, that'll put him in the right headspace. Exactly, and it, it'll inform his writing a lot more. I think I think it'll guide him a lot. It'll be easier for him to put stuff on paper. And right. any anytime he comes to like a dead end, so to speak, he'll he'll be able to tap into that character a little bit easier and exactly. see what they might do in that situation. And so what we're gonna do is like once we've established all these characters' desires, then I think we're gonna be out of like, you know, conceptual mode into like first draft mode. Yeah. yeah. Um and then from there, I think I personally want to let him run his entire way through the first draft. I, I, that's why I told him I was like 10 to 30 pages. I was like, literally do whatever you need to tell the entire story. Yeah. And then give it to me. Then, and we'll then, figure it then out. I'll try to like put pieces together and move things around and whatever. I heard that. uh heard that you already you're already killing characters off. I did. I killed I killed my own character off. Damn. Because it be like that. Well, it is. I mean. Because it's not, it's a story of, um, it's, it's a story like, so the podcast group text is four black cousins talking about their life and ex- lives and experiences, um, and everything as Braxton put it, everything from the streets to the tweets. <laughs> and, uh, and I was, and you know, um, when he's loosely basing it off, off of that. Right. Sure. So when he's writing the characters, you know, he has like a, a bit about each one. And then at the bottom, there was just like a thing about like me. And I was just like, we don't need to put me in this right now. Like, I'm happy to be a, a character in it for sure. Yeah. But the point of this exercise is to tap into the main characters. Exactly. Deep, deep, deep yeah. into the main characters and just establish them. Fringe characters can come and go, yeah. you know, because it's just it, you know, I they they come and they go. It's like it's like in Kirby Enthusiasm. You know what I mean? Like, um. Richard Lewis mm-hmm. isn't in every single episode. He just pops in here and there, right? So uh, you know, you know, you know what it I is. It. Every every single show. So it is interesting to uh, be writing in that capacity again. I guess you know, it's pretty cool. I haven't done any sort of that writing since uh, like college. I wrote a uh, two thousand one, <laughs> a uh, or no three thousand edit bot three thousand one. A uh, uh, an, an edit Odyssey or whatever, wow. which actually we still need to do the radio well, play. That's dropping. That's going to be our radio play Christmas special this oh, year. Oh hell yeah! Has nothing to do with Christmas, but oh. well, it kind of does. It's the the gift of Christmas. The gift uh, of, of editing. Yeah, it should be pretty good. Um, but let's uh switch gears here. Um, it's a new year coming up. Yeah, so we're gonna do a new happens every year. Actually, new you know new reel and stuff. Oh but yeah, we're also gonna do a new website that's exciting i'm looking into it we were, we were looking at a uh, little templates yesterday i was thinking about trying to make it one of those that really has the your bullshit generic production company type website where yeah. it's like full full screen in the background like a moving image yeah and like all yep. this shit we are ideas we are creatives you know that, that I mean? shit was like popping so hard in like 2014 it's still popping but it's like bad bad popping it's, it's it's like mary poppins well i feel like <laughs> i feel like before it was something it was kind of a sign that you actually hired a a, a good web designer for it and yeah. now like wix and squarespace all had those exact same kind of templates True. that didn't exist eight years ago yeah, yeah, yeah um i think uh it, it should be pretty pretty easy to do and yeah. i think that really i mean maybe we do lean into 
an idea of what the company is because frankly you know people are like we are storytellers yeah yeah i was always like eh, i don't know about it because like it's just some generic we're all storytellers right but i think that i actually over this year have captured like what the ethos of our process is like what the philosophy is behind the edits oh my god i need to hear because i you know it i no. think you know it you think i know it's, it it's you can break it down to one word uh it's moments moments yeah yeah, yeah. no we have talked about this talk about it all the time yeah, that's why it just struck me the other day i was like you know we talk about these shits all the time in every single edit and whenever we have to walk someone through like what we want this piece to be when there's a new editor we're like we always urge them to combine moments like you're, yep. you're building like up to certain little things and that's what it is it's like you're just jumping from moment to moment that's what the edit is yeah well and, and, and that's how we tell our stories yeah and so i was like damn maybe i need to write some copy about that shit for I th- the website i think that's actually pretty good uh because i mean that especially with like the sizzles that's how we edit sizzles a hundred percent like we'll just find five or six moments and then fill in the blanks in between to mm-hmm. to make one moment speak to the next one and make it, uh, you know, like a yeah, you know, a cohesive a, story. A cohesive, there's the word. It's like if you have, um, you know, that that is that literally is like if you made it this far in this episode, which has been honestly just filler for like forty minutes. But yeah, well, if you made it this far, this is the fucking the the little nugget. This is like if you're looking at a crab leg and the crab leg ain't got shit in it. And then you're like, oh, there's one little piece one of crab little piece mm, of meat, one little piece of crab meat. That's the crab meat of the episode. Here it is. What was it we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Moments. Uh, the crab meat of the episode is that you can always tell a story, even if the subjects that you're supposed to be putting together are are you know, as diverse as, as they can be or as, mm-hmm. as non-related, unrelated, you can still put them together. That's the art of creating a reel. Well, yeah. see, that's really the art of editing, but that is the art of creating a sizzle is that you have, you know, say you're talking about trying to tie f- four different celebrities who were on a show together and you want to show off how cool the show was. I mean, yeah, you could just show each of them, but why not like Pick a great moment from each one of those yeah. that like is a big laugh or it's a, a a a joke or it's like something that deep that they said or anything that like speaks to who they are. Mm-hmm. And you just tie those tie all of those moments together and you jump from each one to the next. You get four moments like that. You have a really solid one minute long reel. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes the moments don't speak to each other perfectly, but they're close enough. And that's where between music cues, the right. visuals, any any sort of graphics that you have, any transitional effects, you can you can make it you can make it make sense. Like you can combine it in a way that still tells the story. Yeah. It's um that's basically I mean shout out to Complex cuz I feel like that's all they've been giving us like over the last like six months which is actually that's fucking lit awesome, to be fair honestly like i prefer to do sizzles i than think we full episodes yeah i think we're better at it and it makes us less less angry i think we get more uh like freedom they, yeah. they kind of just let us do our thing yeah and usually the the v1 is pretty good yeah, yeah they don't yeah. have a lot of notes but with with a with a full show the v1's always going to be very stripped down you know it's like an hour yeah. two hours of shooting that you've cut down to 20 minutes 
and they usually have some moments they want they want to put in there and it's you're restructuring the whole fucking show i think part of it too is that like the pacing that we tend to work at is a pretty fast pace yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about i mean i am yes we do turn things around quickly but that's not what i mean i mean the edits that the pace of what we create the pace of those edits is always quick yeah and i think that that's why like I think we forget a lot of the time that if you're going to be, if we're making like a 20 minute episode or something, you just got to pump the brakes. It can't be that yeah. we, that pace the entire time. We can't burn through the B roll like that. We're always yeah. running out of B roll on those. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Right. But then like, then there's other times where I'm just like, okay, we, we need to let this breathe and let it slow down. I feel like the world cup episodes we did for MLS, we did a lot better job of that than usual. Like, we actually let some b-roll play out for certain things and you know yeah we we gave it lots of breathing room like typically when i edit something it's weird like the first version i'm always going to just like have a wall to wall speaking just because that's kind of my process for going from string out to, to to a cut down i just like i don't add any space until i start putting in music and shit like that but i did notice and i didn't do the v1s of any of these uh, but I did come in for the V2s, V3s, for pretty much everything. And th- those spaces were already built in a lot of the time. Uh, like Cuba, maybe Cuba edited it that way. Maybe it was Katie, maybe it was you. But You're talking about the World Cup stuff. The World Cup stuff, yeah. So by the time I got to it, a lot of that breathing room was already there. And I just leaned into it and, and designed the mu- music so around that. That is something that I did this time around on this project. So mm-hmm. I usually edit the way you do where I just go wall to wall first and I yeah. kill gaps. Yeah. But for this one, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to pick the chunks and like, again, create the moments each, you know, where I was like, okay, almost segmentize the show. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. So segment one exactly. is we're talking about this thing. Segment two, it's this thing. Segment three, it's how they relate or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Bringing the story home. Um, but what I would do is when I was making those, I would purposely build in a little bit of breathing room because yeah. I was like, you know, it's going to be easier for me to build in breathing room right now than to look back at an overwhelming eight minute string out of work of of just interview and then try to figure out where the gaps go. Yeah, it so was. It's almost like it's almost like mixing as you go. It's like pacing as you go. You yeah, know what I mean? no, it was it was really it was nice. And when I say like adding space, sometimes it was a second, a beat, you know, yeah, it did, I'm not talking about four or five seconds where this is going to be like a little B roll fucking montage or like right. a, a specific goal from a game. It was yeah. just, that's what? one thing that actually that I found myself telling Kuba a few times. I was like, you gotta, you gotta give them room. It can't just be wall to wall talking. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta give them, I should have put it that way. It's a better way to put it. Even if it's just one second, even if it's just, you know, 12 frames, Yep, that can be it. That sometimes is the answer. Sometimes the answer is just twelve frames. You well, know and especially I mean? for like a, a kind of mini doc series that has some drama to it, like that. That's how you build that tension is is giving that space and like you know sound up on the music or whatever. Mm. At, you know, as there's like nothing going on except for someone on the screen, like maybe having getting tackled real hard or something like right. that. Like yep. just just moments or like a firework or like uh, an airplane mm-hmm. you know what i mean they all say something yeah you know? um that's something that izzy does really well she always is really good at letting the conversations breathe and letting the people talk to each other which is also it's really tough to do with those because those are so fucking 
I'm, oh, this is inside the, baseball, but yeah, those the, videos, the corporate, corporate stuff. The, yeah, that yeah. corporate tech shit sometimes is so dense, dense that like it's impossible to do it. Um, okay, last thing. This is on the topic of website redesign. So I want to get your thought on this. We don't want to make the website too, you know, heavy in terms of like it being hard to launch if you don't have if you have limited service, right? Mm-hmm. But I also would like to showcase people's reels, but it's almost like, do we need to, does everyone need to have a reel? I was thinking about that today. You know, should we just have one company reel again and just go back to like maybe screenshots for everyone else or something? No, I I think that we, we keep with the reels because I remember part of the reason we did those reels is we had one project that I don't remember what it was, but you basically told someone, Hey, this person is probably going to be taking on this edit, just, you know, full transparency. And they asked to see their reel. I don't remember if it was me or if it was someone yeah. else, but maybe it was food and wine. Yeah, it might have been. Well, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So that's, we'll, we'll maintain with those. Um, I guess maybe they don't need to be on the website, but they need should, to exist. They I, I, feel, I feel like if you're making them, might as well on throw the website. them on the site. Yeah. I, I like having my reel on the website. Now, here's another thing. So the site, right? It's, I think it's very important. How important is it compared to the Instagram? Probably more important. I would say, I personally think it's more important, but I've been getting in this conversation like specifically a lot over the last couple of weeks um, where people have been just harping about Instagram. I'm like, dude, Instagram's fucking dead. Like, yeah, like, why are I, we even talking most, about Most this? of those jobs that are, that you're getting through Instagram, they're smaller gigs. Like they're not, there's nothing wrong with them. And like building up a lot of them is, is fine. And especially if you can hustle, you can make your money just doing it on Instagram. But I think for the, the kind of stuff that we do and the kind of clients that we're trying to get, like in, in, in a perfect world, we're getting whales, you know, we, we're getting, right those big major name brands that have a real budget and want to pay us real money mm-hmm. to do their corporate videos. And mm-hmm. you're not going to find that on Instagram. See, that- yeah, I, I don't think so either. But the other argument is that you'll, you might find ad work on Instagram yeah. because the thing is a lot of those brands want to hit social. Yeah. And right. if we have a good Instagram, maybe they'll reach out. Well, I, mean, I personally, again, like I said, I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I, fucking hate it i don't want anything i think to it's do worth it. it it's definitely worth it i, I th- just I think it's worth it and the other part is like not not even just direct work just having your name out there and being able to network a little bit on instagram and just people you're going to get more eyes on your work that way no like no one opens their phone and goes to shishkinproductions.com right but they do open it and go, go right, to, to instagram. right to instagram it's a good point yeah um so that that's one thing. Um, another thing that I've written here randomly is NFTs and Web3. But uh, I mean, I'm going to say, Shishkin Productions, we're going to dip our toe into the NFT game in the next couple months. It might it might not be Shishkin Productions. It'll be Shishkin.eth. Yeah, it, be, it might be a, a, a different company. It'll be some crazy shit. Loosely related. We're going to try. We're going to have a meeting hopefully this week with... Uh, our buddy Dave Krugman. Yeah. Check out the All Ships podcast. All Ships also on the Shishkin Production Network. Yeah, and the website, allships.co. Allships.co is a beautifully designed site, especially for mobile. It looks really good. Dude, I really want, uh, I want to buy one of his shirts. I don't know how to get them. Are they on I'll, ask him, I'll just ask him to bring, bring us some. Okay. Because he's supposed to, I think he's going to be recording at some point. I'll but, pay him for it. I just. No, no, no. He's just going to give them to us. All Come right. on. He's probably got dead stock. We want that. We want that Dave Krugman dead stock. Um, 
It's uh, the All Ships podcast. It's a great pod if you care about technology. He, he talks to some really interesting people. Yeah. If you hate NFTs, if you think it's some dumb bullshit, which I don't, I don't blame you. But if you hate them and you hate all that, then don't listen to it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he is. I mean, he is a good artist. Uh, like a, a, he's a photographer. Yeah. So there's, you might get some nuggets in there, but it's probably probably a, not it, for you. It, it's a lot you of might like crypto listen. art yeah, stuff. Exactly. You know? If if you just like photos, you might want to listen to. Uh, the Ask Not Me Anything podcast. There was That's recently right. a photographer's roundtable with uh, an AP news photographer yes. and a, uh, not a fashion photographer, there was but like a, a lifestyle. There was, there was a fashion photographer on there too, I think. Uh, there, there's been a ton of photographers on that one. It's also a great one. Who else um, do we need to plug? Rounds of Sound. I just, I just wanted to, to okay, plug yeah. the last one. We, had, we plugged everyone else. Let's go plug ahead, Rounds of ahead, Sound. Go ahead. Go for it. No, that's all. Rounds of Sound. That's oh, also on our network. It's on Spotify only. Um, yeah, and I think I mean I think that's that about covers it. Um, yeah. Chris, w- anything that you want people to know? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, I mean, just once again, I'll plug the uh, Shishkin Productions open house on Friday, December tenth. It is at the studio from seven to eight thirty. You can roll through, kind of see what what we're working with, and just check out the office. And yep. then right after that. Four minute walk down the street to Wandering Barman. That's right. It will be an open bar. There will be food available to purchase. You must be vaccinated to you, show up. You have to if be you're vaccinated. Not vaccinated, you can't come in. Yeah, sorry guys. That's uh, I mean, it is our rule, but also it's a, a state rule, so we yeah. absolutely can't can't go against that. Right. And it's gonna be dope. Like it's gonna be a chance to network in Bushwick. You're gonna get to hang out with our clients. You're gonna mm-hmm. get to hang out with us and our friends. And, and who knows? I mean, if you catch me at the right moment after I've had enough drinks, I might t- I might talk your ear off about our uh, my NFT idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wandering Barman's where we flush flushed out most of that idea. That's true. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's about it's about soccer. That's about all I'll say about that. Um. All right. Yeah. And then well, you can always call the uh, cold line. Oh yeah. Um. Three three two three three three. Wait. I don't remember. Three three two three three three. Forty-three, sixty-one. All right. The, <laughs> you'd think the jingle would make it easier to remember, but it no, just it fucks actually, me up. It actually makes it way harder. Um. Yeah. And I guess that's about it, right? Uh. Yeah. Sizzle real gang. Sizzle real gang everywhere, gang. and um, we will see you guys next week for the Wait. Sizzle Real Gift Guide. Oh, the gift guide. Oh, you guys that's are right. gonna be so stoked on that. All right. See ya. See ya. Shishkin Productions Podcast.